Welcome back to Better or Worse Than Transformers, where we take a movie or a TV show and tell you whether it is better or worse than the most mediocre movie ever made, Michael Bay's Transformers. This week we are finishing up our April Marvel extravaganza with the Phase 3 movies. I'm your host, Joseph. With me is my co-host, Christian. Hey, what's up? We are one shy of a full deck this week. Yep. Poor guy. Got called into work. Pouring one out for the homies. Yeah. Ian, maybe you can listen to this one, but probably not. Yeah. yeah he does. He's the least dedicated member of this team. That's probably true. <laughs> he's done pretty well so far, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, generally no, he impressed. He comes prepared every time. He just doesn't actually listen to it. In fact, he, he didn't even show up, but he sent us the news for this week. Yeah. Thank God for that guy. Before we get into our Marvel extravaganza, uh, first we have some news, some movie news for the week. Apparently they are doing a Pet Cemetery remake with Jason Clark of that guy fame. Fame of some sort. He was in, what was he in? Let's Terminator see. Genesis. Why would you pick that one? <laughs> it's, it's like the worst one. He's, he's in Planet of the Apes. One of the Planet of the Apes movies. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. He is in uh, Lawless, which is Lawless. a criminally underrated movie. Zero Dark Thirty. Zero oh, Personal God. favorite of mine. I think that's movie's overrated, but... Yeah. Other stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. But, I mean, Jason Clark is... Here's the thing. His problem with that guy is I feel like his earlier movies are a lot better than his later movies. Like, when he became... I don't, I don't want to say A-lister, but when he became the star of a movie, he's not drawn in... Was he the star of a movie? Okay, maybe not. I mean... Yeah. You know, he's better. He's definitely better as like a side character that has personality than a, a leading man. But anyway, so he's uh, he's going to be the lead in the adaptation of the famous Stephen King novel and also movie. Yep. Pet Cemetery. About... I've never seen nor read. Do you know the premise? I'm assuming it has something to do with dead animals. It does. It has to do with a magic cemetery that... The, the uh, I don't know. Is it an Indian burial ground? I, you don't know. It might be an Indian burial ground. It's it, always an Indian it, burial it's ground. It's also Stephen King, so he likes, likes to lean into the tropes. Yep. But it's essentially a magical cemetery that brings things back to life. First, a, ch- uh, a cat that dies, and then the child dies, and they... Oh, snap. Yeah, and it's not good. The results... <laughs> Unsurprisingly, have are mixed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> are mixed. <laughs> uh, how many Stephen King remakes are we going to get now? I don't. Because Tommyknockers is also being remade. That's what they say. Yeah, I'll, why, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, why would somebody pick that one? It's the usual trend of of uh, studio executives getting the wrong message from from successes. Be like, oh, it made money. Everything that Stephen King's make will make money. Despite the fact that they just made <laughs> The Dark Tower, which is supposed to be one of his most famous and and most loved. Properties and yet no one went to go. See no it. one went to see it, and those who did with didn't a great like it. cast. Yeah, I don't know. Oh look, I mean, it was a little, it was like a little post McConaughey, McConaughey. <laughs> and but, Id- Idris has never quite lived up to the standard we all hold him to. We I, all love him, but he's not like an Academy Award winner. I don't know. I love Idris. Doesn't matter. It's just because he's your man crush. It's one of my many. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, I guess after uh, a lot of speculation about who Peter Dinklage... Everyone is really worried about who Peter Dinklage is. They wa- the people want to know. That, I mean, that's fair, I guess. Um, so they, they announced a couple of casting choices, or, or uh, not casting choices, but actual cast yeah. for the uh, the Black Order, which is Thanos's Children, henchmen. Yeah. Ch- yeah. Children slash henchmen. Yeah. And there were a couple names that I didn't recognize. The only one that we kind of recognized was Carrie Coon, who's playing Proxima Midnight, who's famous for being the kind of annoying sister in Gone Girl. Yep. And is apparently in Fargo Season 3, though I don't think either of us are caught up on it. Nope. I watched the first season of Fargo. I like her in Gone Girl, but if you had said, oh, Carrie Coon is in Avengers, I would not know who it was. Thank it, you, IMDb. Yep. I don't know how we lived without you. Yep. It is a great name, though. 
No, it is. Fantastic. I wonder if it's her real name. I doubt it. It's impossible to know. <laughs> you know, I, I don't even... I bet IMDb actually has her real No, that, that's why it was a yeah. joke. Yeah. Uh, of oh, course, I, didn't, of, I didn't get of it. Of course we can know. We have the internet, <laughs> but we're not going to. The Harley Quinn movie has a director whose name I did not write down. Yeah, is this supposed to be Birds of Prey? Is that what it's going to be? That's what they're saying. But obviously they're going to lean into Harley. Right. Yeah, she... I heard... I don't know her name either. And again, we could probably look it up, but I'm not going to. I heard she like came in and like blew the studio away or something with mm-hmm. her pitch or something, mm-hmm. and they they've pushed everything back and making it a priority. Mm-hmm. So if you were really waiting for Suicide Squad two, you're yeah. gonna have to wait a while. And that's probably for the best. Maybe you should let your tastes mature. <laughs> <laughs> so the Birds of Prey, that's Oracle. It's is it Batgirl? Is it Oracle? Yeah, so it probably depends on you know which Birds of Prey you're going to use. Mm, it's, a, it's a DC property. Yeah, it's kind of centered in the Batman universe. Yeah, females of Gotham, right. Really is what it boils down to. So we got Batgirl or Oracle, depending. You know, if mm-hmm. they want her to not be able to walk. Huntress, Huntress, and I feel like there's one more. There is, and it's slipping my mind. But you could insert. I mean, if you wanted to put Poison Ivy or you know wanted to kind of mix heroes and villains you probably could there are some female robins as well if you'd like to throw one of those in yeah i don't think it is though i don't remember no i don't know who it is i know you're i'm sure you're right i would even be okay if they went outside of gotham and pulled like speedy or you know speedy's not a woman could be in the movies could be in the movies i'm pretty sure they made speedy a girl in the in arrow i think they just switched the names around a little bit i don't remember but we're so good at this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> as, as you shouldn't. Uh, Jurassic World had a new trailer. There's dinosaurs in it. There are dinosaurs in it. And they escape from the island. Yeah. it's It looks about as much of a ripoff of Lost World as is Force Awakens is A New Hope. That sounds about an accurate uh, yeah. comparison. The whole time I'm thinking, this is Lost World. Like it's It even has Jeff Goldblum back in it. Mm-hmm. There are dinosaurs running around neighborhoods in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a T-Rex in captivity. I mean, it's it's Lost World. It which, is. Which I have a better opinion of than probably most people do. But but do you want to see another one? I don't. I don't want to see it updated. I I want to be excited for that movie, but the all the excitement I have is born out of the want, not in actually what I've seen. It's mostly just the dinosaurs. It's amazing to me that, I mean, obviously Jurassic Park nailed it. Yeah. The original. Got it right the first time. But like in, in uh, what has it been, like 23 years since Jurassic World? Was it like 95? I don't want to say it's 92, man. Is it 92? Yeah, I'm pretty, so sure, long. He, I'm pretty sure he made that and Schindler's List all at the same time. Um, Every single child loves dinosa- dinosaurs. Yep. How can they not make more good dinosaur stuff? It's a good question. Um, And why, if you're going to make a dinosaur movie, does it have to be a Jurassic Park movie? I mean, it doesn't. They've made other movies. They like, made like what the the two crappy Disney dinosaur movies. Yeah, dinosaur, dinosaur, and then the good dinosaur. There's that. There's that animated movie, uh, Land Before Time. The, all there's all the Land Before Times, which are also not good. Um, you shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> shit. What is that other one? I really have no clue. No, what it's the one with it's like the look who's back. Something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Where it's got the creepy little, like, circus Turn guy. back the time. Turn yeah, that's the roll one. Roll back the rock. Yeah. Roll back the rock. I only remember it because it's got the part where he's, like, eaten alive by crows and his eye is, Dude, like, the only thing so left. it's so weird. It's a fucking weird movie. Yeah. Uh, is it Look Who's Back or... 
I don't remember, but I actually like that movie. It's kind of it's kind of scary. Well, that's the thing. I kind of like it too, but I'm also like I don't know who this movie is for. Yeah. But anyway, my point is, it's amazing to me that in all these years that nobody has really uh, capitalized on this massive opportunity. I feel like is there. They've tried. I just yeah. haven't gotten it right. I tried watching Flintstones with my son, like mm-hmm. the live action one with John Goodman, uh-huh. who I believe is also in the animated one that we were just talking about. I think he plays the T Rex, but he was really into it in the parts. Where there were dinosaurs. Right. So, like, the first 10 minutes where it's kind of novelty that there are dinosaurs in this movie. Mm-hmm. But then when it becomes about Fred getting an you know, illegal promotion, he suddenly wasn't interested anymore. Uh, I do think you could probably make more dinosaur movies and people would love them. You could just make movies in that time period, like Jurassic periods, and, and there not need to be people in it. I probably would go see it. Yeah. I'm not interested in watching. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. How do you make that movie work? I mean, Land Before Time, but better, I feel like, is the answer. Maybe. L- Land Before Time, but less annoying. Less annoying characters and no Sarah. Uh, no Sarah. I had a dog. No Petrie. I had a dog for 15 years. No Littlefoot. Was... Fuck Littlefoot. You know You don't want <laughs> Land Before Time. <laughs> I know you're right. <laughs> I just want the tree stars. Yeah. <laughs> And dead parents. Anyway, we gotta move on. <laughs> so Deadpool released a new trailer this week. Yep. He's in it. I'm I'm kinda of, this one was was uh, I'll tell you the thing that, that got me is the what is his name? Dave, the the random yeah, like the, 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 the normal guy. Yeah. That joke really got me yeah. in the end. I like I like the play on the uh the sword thing where he yeah. just gets shot. I don't know. I think it's I think it's gonna be a better time do you, than Do you think that was supposed to be a direct callback to X Men Origins? Oh one hundred percent. I didn't want. I just felt like maybe nerds were kind of reading too much into it. But watching it, that's immediately what went into my head as well. No, absolutely. I mean, like that's one of. I mean, that's no, not one of the goofiest parts of that movie. There are a lot of goofy parts of that movie. I'll. It's, I'll that's contend- one of the best parts, in my opinion. I'll continue to defend it, but it's, it's uh, awful. It's it's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so that comes out two weeks after. Um, that sounds right. Mid May. Yeah. I did like the Thanos joke. I thought that was pretty funny. Meh. Yeah, I mean, you got to address it. Yeah, I guess you do. But I mean, Ian's complaint of, of this, I'm going to fill in for him here, is that all of his jokes are meta jokes and look at my ball jokes. <laughs> and the the biggest problem with this trailer is all of the jokes in it are meta jokes and look at my balls jokes. That's very true. Including That's... a bit where they literally just show his balls going <laughs> onto Cable's face. Yeah. It's uh, I I think there's going to be more to this movie than just that, but I wouldn't get my hopes up. Ah, oh, you will see. Okay. I uh, have since having started Atlanta, I am more curious now to watch Domino. Right. That that probably changed my opinion more because she was featured more in this last mm-hmm. trailer, and I'm now getting more familiar with her as an actress. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm interested to see how they do this. I mean, I think she's going to be eye rolling a lot. I think that's mostly going to be yeah, a character. Yeah, that's probably. But it. she gonna... actually may not be in it as much as. We think she yeah, will Yeah, I think this trailer may have also been banking off the fact that Atlanta just came oh, back. Oh, yeah, season two. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good point, too. So, yeah. And then I did have another trailer news. Uh, Hotel Artemis. Yeah. It looks a lot of, like, you know. It looks like another movie we've seen recently about yeah. a hotel for assassins. And It looks like John Wick. It's John Wick. Um, <laughs> But, and, and I, I'd usually say, like, because, I mean, it very much seems With like... With a more colorful cast. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It it's very much seems like, like the Asylum version of a John Wick movie. Yeah. But the cast is incredible. It's got Dave Bautista, who I feel like should have been in the John Wick movies in the first place. Yeah. Um, What's his face? It's got Sterling K. Brown. It's Sterling got the, K. Brown. It's got the other guy from Atlanta, the uh, Paperboy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's got... Who else does it have in it? It's got a fuck ton of people Jody in it. Jodie 
Not Jodie Foster. Is it Jodie Foster? Yeah, it's Jodie Foster. Yeah, looking old as shit. Aw, she's looking dignified. <laughs> I thought the trailer was a lot of fun. I didn't even really make the John Wick connections until we were texting about it. And then I went back and rewatched it, and it didn't feel as fun to me the second time. <laughs> because it felt like something I don't I'd know how before. you didn't catch that the first time. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's so blatant. Is it based on anything? I'm I don't think familiar it's with based it. off John Wick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, let's make another one of those. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'll watch it. Looks fun. Yeah. Steven Spielberg has announced, did he announce or he, he I don't talks know. into? I, I don't know who announced it, if it was him or somebody else. But, but. is in talks to uh, to direct a Blackhawks movie. Yep. Well, he's definitely, I think, producing it. I he's definitely producing it. I think that part's confirmed. It's the whether or not he will direct. Which is a DC property. Do you know a little bit more than I do about uh, this? It's about a group of pilots that have a secret island. That it, part I know. Is it all, Are they in World War II specifically, or are they just like um, in present day also? They definitely started in World War II. Right. As for what the plan is for them now, or if they're still really included, I don't know. It's not a comic I have ever read. Right. I only remember them from the Justice League cartoons where they're in World War II and they feel really irrelevant. That's a that's when I, that's basically where I was introduced to them. Actually, come to think of it, isn't there another episode of Justice League where they go back to their island? I believe and the, so. And they have to like in the in the present day. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Yeah, I have to go back and watch the retire the entirety of Justice League. I mean, look, it's really good. Yeah, you'll no, enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, um, um, it's a weird thing for Steven Spielberg to want to make. I think. I mean, if if he's if he wants to make it, there's either got to be a really good script or he's got a really good idea for it. Because I don't believe that he'd just like well, that wasn't true for BFG. I, I mean, still made that movie. I, I guess in in the sense that I don't think that movie probably came out the way that was intended. He, it didn't receive the reception he thought it was going to. Mm-hmm. But it's a beloved property in the yeah. first place. People love the book. People love Roald Dahl. I mean, like I, I feel like he was expecting more. I feel like the pieces were there. I feel like he jumped on a correct project, even if he didn't execute oh, yeah, it to I, the degree. I can see what you're saying. So yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm not, I'm not doubting his ability to p- pick a project and just, you know, maybe his movie-making skills are more hit or miss than they used to be. My question is, when is he going to do it? Yeah. Uh, what, what else is he making? Well, Indy 5, I think, is his next movie, oh. and that's in 2019. They're going to start shooting that. That's not a thing I need another one of. <laughs> I I want it, hopefully with some redemption. It's only got to have Shia LaBeouf in it. It cannot have Shia I LaBeouf. demand uh, it. Oh, what's his name? Mud or something stupid? I don't fucking care. I hate that movie. Yeah. But mutt. I, <laughs> I know you're right. It is. It's, it's mutt. Oh, yeah. gee. Oh, it brought mind. back Marion, and I like that part, but everything else is horrible. Um, so, I mean, maybe, you know, he can do two things at once. He's done it. Before he, he did it this year, uh, and like we said earlier, he did it with Jurassic Park and Schindler's List. And mm-hmm. Both of those movies are incredible, so I'll watch it. I, I'm sure, but I have no interest in it right now. We'll wait for a trailer; it'll be fine. Man, I don't want to keep shitting on on uh, famous directors, but I have to because James Cameron is an asshole. Yeah, well, he's always been one. Yeah, that's not new. James Cameron came out for in, in some interview uh, saying something about the, the world's got Avengers fatigue and there's other stories well, to tell. He hopes the world will. Get oh, Avengers sorry, he, he's hoping that the world is in. Apparently, he already has it, and he's hoping the rest of the world catches up. Yeah. Look, he thinks, I guess, that it's blocking science fiction, and I just can't believe that to be true because I think we've had some really great science fiction over the last few Absolutely. years. Absolutely. I just feel like James Cameron's not paying attention because they're not his movies. Probably. Uh, 
I, I'm just questioning James Cameron's judgment in general and self oh, yeah. and self awareness in in uh, coming up with franchise fatigue for a guy who wants to make at least three more Avatar movies and reboot the Terminator franchise and reboot which, the Terminator which franchise. he started. So yeah, he's all about franchises, uh, and I would argue Avatar maybe didn't influence the Marvel universe so much. Though I think if you look at the the real the look of like the helicarrier and some of the science in, mm-hmm. in Avengers, I think it I think it looks similar to Avatar. But for sure, the Terminator franchise inspired just basically every action adventure franchise since then in some capacity so he's really to blame for a lot of this crap and also why in the world would you be pissed off if someone else is just making a crap ton of money and it doesn't affect you right in the slightest uh i just feel like he likes to whine Uh, he does like to whine and endorse bad terminator movies yeah he also said that the I think the same interview he said the Avatar movies were going to be like the Godfather. He did gonna, say that they were going to be like anthology, like which which is hereditary, which is again like a, I mean even if he even if he, he qualified it with the like what you're talking about yeah. like you know kind of like the family lineage thing like that's a fucking bold comparison to make absolutely <laughs> for your for absolutely your 3D bullshit Fern Gully remake. Do you think he's going to do this one in 3D? I feel like, I mean, it's He, he it's invented gone. the technology for Avatar. And it was good for Avatar. Yeah. But it hasn't caught on anywhere else. And so I wonder if the audience isn't going to be interested. But I guess that was true for the first one. I mean, it, that movie would not have made $7 bazillion if it wasn't in 3D. Yeah, for it sure. It would have made $5 bazillion. <laughs> Maybe. But it, it wouldn't be the top grossing movie of all time. And what's crazy is by the time the next one comes out, like, it'll have been just as long between Titanic and Avatar as it was between Avatar 1 and Avatar 2. That's funny. I didn't know I didn't think about that but what an asshole. God, I hate that guy. <laughs> so, into some Marvel news. Spider-Man Prom. Yep. Which is the uh, we've decided is the sequel yeah, to Spider-Man it's Homecoming. Called. It's been announced that that the uh, the movie's setting will take place across the world mm-hmm. with a, with a villain to match. So, it, it'll it'll be Spidey swinging from the the Eiffel Tower and the Great Pyramids of Giza and the Great Wall of China. And other great things. <laughs> Villain to go with that. The only thing, my immediate thought was Craven the Hunter. It would be so great if it was Craven. That's also what I thought it would be. But yet, it, I have a feeling it's not going to be. But I want it to be that. I can't think of, like, right off the top of my head, it's hard for me to imagine, like... Who else could fit that description? Yeah. Well, you know, we also talked about Mysterio. And it could be, like, these kind of, like, big spectacle events at these big places. But I read it was only going to be, like, in Europe. I didn't see that. Oh, is that what it said? Yeah, all over. Okay. Which I think could still be Mysterio. I want it to be Oh, I don't know. Could you imagine, like, Craven hunting in, like, you know, old Paris and, I don't know. Yeah, it would be cool. On rooftops and stuff. Oh, Mm -hmm. that'd be so cool. Yeah, I mean, I want it to be Craven Hunter. I know. If if we just will it hard enough, maybe it'll happen. Yeah, I don't believe in that bullshit. What was that? It was, like, a book. The The Secret. secret. Yeah. Yeah. What was I going to say? Oh, I heard that it was also going to be about... How Homecoming was all about how Peter dealt with like not being a part of the Avengers anymore. Mm-hmm. That it's this movie's really gonna be how the world resets after Avengers Four. Of course we have no idea what Avengers Four is gonna be about. Oh, so it's set after Yes. Okay. It is the first it's the only movie we know after Right Avengers Four. And and that's a good transition into our other Marvel news, which is uh among many other things, Marvel's not going to be attending San Diego Comic-Con this year because they're keeping real tight lips on uh, on what's next for yeah. the Avengers and for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. 
Do you remember back in 2014 when they had like that big, like, um, I don't even think it was at Hall H at San Diego Comic-Con. I think it was like its own thing. And they announced a whole bunch of movies. And that's mm-hmm. when they introduced Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a feeling that's probably what they're going to do again. Uh, or they, then they very well may do that at San Diego Comic-Con next year. But I think they really are trying to keep people focused on this story mm-hmm. and really come to a close. Or maybe they just don't have a plan and they're not ready to debut that. I think they just like fucking with us. That's 100% what it is. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's all the news we have for this week. And it's, uh, I heard some stuff about possible Phase 4 movies, but not major. Like Eternals being one. Nova, they said they were getting very interested in bringing, which we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I, even possibly Moon Knight. I believe were were some of the. I don't believe Moon Knight will happen. It's too dark, and if you dumb it down, I don't think people want to see it. But Eternals, though, I heard that they've been discussing it longer than New Gods was announced mm-hmm. at DC. But it sure feels reactionary to New Gods, to kinda. Me. And Nova, well, we've seen the Nova Core before, and and I'd like to see that character introduced in the movie. So that's you. You have a perfect. A, entryway in guardians of the galaxy and i definitely think the cosmic side will take over absolutely quite a bit after this yay for bigger budgets yeah uh, hopefully black panther 2 and dr strange 2 maybe right. they'll just find a bunch of earth looking planets and set them on there yeah i don't foresee that happening i just I, a multiverse right so yeah that's a that's a good transition into this week we're going to delve into the third phase of marvel's so far three phase plan to get to infinity war We've covered phases one and two in the last two weeks, so if you uh, you haven't listened to those, please go ahead and go back and listen to those first. But that one ended up with uh, with Ant Man, but really kind of ended up with Avengers two: Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where uh, there's a. Uh, the beginnings of a split there's some new characters new avengers um but that brings us into the real split the uh the first movie in phase three which is captain america civil war that came out in 2016 and christian what you got for us okay so captain america civil war second movie directed by joe and anthony russo Uh, it involves well i i I feel like this movie should be prefaced that it's it's avengers light like it should be considered no it's 100 percent an avengers movie but the story is still very focused on cap whereas winter soldier really is like cap black widow bucky and falcon the story really focuses on cap bucky and iron man in this movie it's kind of dealing with the repercussions of Sokovia, which was this country or city. I don't really I don't know if I ever got clear distinction. In I think it's a country. But how do you pick up a whole country? Well, they, I think they picked up a town in Sokovia. Okay, that's what we'll say then. Okay. They, the Sokovia Accords, which is a res- bilateral response against the Avengers that they should be controlled and overseed by the United Nations. I think so. Um, which was then sponsored by Tony Stark. And Cap disagrees because he's like anti-Patriot Act and everything, super freedom. We have the opportunity to choose. At the heart of all this, this kind of discourse between them is Cap's relationship with Bucky and some of the consequences of Bucky's actions when he was a weapon for Hydra. This is my favorite Marvel movie. It's a, it's a really good one. I think it's, personally, I think it's Chris Evans' best turn as, as Captain America. Of course, you get the introduction of Black Panther. You mm-hmm. get the introduction of Spider-Man, which are way better Marvel characters introduced than Black or Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Correct. And it it is, in my opinion, a better Avengers movie than Age of Ultron is. It definitely is. I'm sure I'll have more thoughts. But no, it's perfectly fine. So think. this movie uh, this movie introduces Black Panther, T'Challa. Yep. Uh, who's the son of T'Chaka, and the uh, one also introduced in this movie. Well, also introduced in this movie. Wakanda is a pretty. Uh, 
secluded nation yeah. keep to themselves. Mm-hmm. But during a, during a peace accords, or was it, the, was it when they were doing the ratification accord? I don't know. I think it is something like that. Something like that. Yeah. The, the summit is attacked and King T'Chaka is killed, seemingly by Bucky, the mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. And so uh, for, for the majority of this movie, T'Challa takes up the mantle of Black Panther and is on a revenge mission. To avenge his father. His story's almost kind of separate for most It's of very them. much separate. Yeah. Even though it's interacting with those characters, mm-hmm. it is his own path mm-hmm. the whole time. Right. So this this sets up the... Besides the, the initial fracture between the Avengers about the Sokovia Accords and whether or not they should be overseen or whether they should oversee themselves, who watches the Watchmen kind of thing. Um, nice. Which, thank you. Which, which splits them on their own lines. Then there's a kind of a separate separate split once the bombing happens and Bucky is the apparent mm-hmm. bomber, where obviously Cap is gonna is gonna take Bucky's side, believing that he's innocent, and and uh, Tony Stark and is trying to bring him to justice, and they kind of form up their own sides of heroes, and then it brings us to one of one of the greatest scenes that's ever happened oh, in movies. It's, so, it's yeah. every single nerd wish fulfillment things. It's like it when I every time I see it, I think of me when I was like eight years old playing on the floor with action figures and, <laughs> and like running up yeah. against each other where uh, Captain America and Iron Man's team of heroes on opposite sides meet on an airport and just go at it. Yeah, Cap's team is Cap, let me see if I remember this right, Captain America, Hawkeye, Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch, Ant-Man, mm-hmm. and Falcon. Falcon. And Bucky. Oh, and Bucky, yeah. Um, which... The Bucky and Falcon relationship is one of my favorite parts. It's really funny. Team Iron Man is Iron Man, War Machine, Black Widow, surprisingly, Vision, Spider-Man. Is that it? I think so. It's the powerhouse team. It's definitely the powerhouse team. And really, Vision's a deal breaker. I mean, he's he's a game breaker anytime you use him. So he's he's kind of off in the distance. Oh, yeah, and Black Panther's on that team. Do we say that already? I feel like I said Black Panther. You might have said Black Panther. I'm sorry, I was reading things. So yeah, I mean, this it's it's just a fantastic scene. It, it's even though they're fighting, they're mm-hmm. kind of lighthearted for the most part. They don't want to hurt each other, except for Black Panther wanting to hurt Bucky, probably yeah. straight up wanting to kill him. Absolutely. There's there's the reveal of, of Ant Man goes to to Giant Man, yeah, and that's great. it's like it's just everything about that scene is is the best thing that's ever happened. Yeah, that what that movie does really really well, and I think it's even highlighted in that scene is. It gives everyone the appropriate amount of like screen time, mm-hmm. so all the characters are balanced really well. Like the movie begins with another accident, which is really what kind of spurns the Sokovia mm-hmm. Awards uh, or Accords, and um, Scarlet Witch is to blame in that. Mm-hmm. And her whole like little plot line, though not major, makes sense within the movie, probably more so than it did in Age of Ultron. And again, all these characters are highlighted in a good way through the film, and then they're also highlighted in a really good way in that sequence, like, mm-hmm. as a hero. Like, there is a distinctly Spider-Man moment, a distinctly ant Oh, yeah, moment. The, and the, the reveal of Spider-Man. This yeah. is, and this was a big deal at Thunder the time. Underoos! Yeah, this was a big deal at the time, because up to this point, and still now, actually, Sony yeah. had the rights for uh mm-hmm. for film representation of spider-man um but after absolutely messing it up too many times in a row mm-hmm. they agreed to let marvel use and i'm using quotation marks use the property in their in their universe since he is a marvel character and man did they they hit the nail oh, on the head they, so good. They, they hit it even further on the head a little bit later but uh they made some like amazing decisions that i think were different like for example making aunt may younger mm-hmm. with marissa tomei but at the same time, it's it is the even in the, like the ten minutes he's in Civil War to that point, it was arguably the best time we've had both Peter Parker 
and Spider-Man. Absolutely. Like, I think Tobey Maguire does Peter Parker fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think he does Spider-Man fine. Andrew Garfield, I was reverse. I hated his Peter Parker, but I was fine with the Spider-Man. Agreed. But Tom Holland is just knocks both out of the park. Um, also, he looks like a teenager. He does. He was only 19, I think, when the, yeah. when the movie was. I mean, he still looks like a teenager. Yeah. So... It's just it's just really good. It's just really like like whatever you're doing, just watch that movie. Yeah, the one complaint that I think a lot of people have is is Zemo is not extremely well developed. Uh, I suppose my thing about it is I think if you had a villain that demands more screen time, say like Killmonger and mm-hmm. Black Panther, you have so much to do in Civil War, and the confrontation is really about Steve and Tony, mm-hmm. not about Steve versus Zemo. Right. So I don't think the I don't think it's a detriment that Zemo isn't like a super prominent character. I completely movie. agree. I also like uh, I like the fact that for this movie they decided to get a regular guy. Yeah, um, absolutely. And and his whole plan is is not to take a city and and you know reset the earth to before mankind existed or mm-hmm. you know steal an infinity stone and destroy some other planet or whatever. It's a guy who is also on a revenge mission who realizes he's not super powered and he can't take these guys on so he just outwits them. Yeah, no, and I, I like that. I, I think that's a great I, I think that's a great twist on on the way, the direction that they have been going up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a, there's kind of a secondary reveal. They actually already revealed it in uh, I think it was Captain America Winter Soldier yeah. that Bucky as the Winter Soldier as the brainwashed Winter Soldier is the one that kills Tony Stark's parents. Um, and that leads into the final conflict where Iron Man just wants to rip his fucking head off. And uh, that's also a great fight scene. That, and that, well, that's, that's an iconically wonderful fight scene. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah. A lot of comic book moments in that. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a shot with, you know, Tony shooting his blasters out of his hands and mm-hmm. right in the cap shield. Like that's like the cover of Civil right. War. That's a, that's a great, it's a great bit. That whole, man, that whole movie's so good. And, and again, the thing, the thing to me that's amazing about this movie, besides, you know, you, you get the, the nerd wish fulfillment, you get all, all of the characters you wanted together. You have, all these different plot lines that are both important to individual characters and to the Marvel universe as a mm-hmm. whole. And you still have time to slow down and have like small character moments. Like the character, like when uh, uh, Cap and Bucky are flying up to uh, the location where the winter soldiers are supposed to, oh, the yeah. other winter soldiers yeah. are supposed to be. Um, and they're just having like this, this chat about like, you know, the, the old times and, and whether Bucky's worth all this. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's a beautiful moment. And there are a lot of the, like, like you said, you know, the vision Scarlet, which, is pretty good. There's like just a lot of really small moments in there that yep. that that uh, they make time for that I think really elevate it to a better movie. I mean, it's already going to be a great movie, but I feel like it it makes it excellent. Well, it kind of goes like what we were talking a little bit about how it seemed like you know Ian said that he thought the problem with Age of Ultron is Marvel just tried too much in that movie, mm-hmm. and I definitely think that probably played a part. But I don't think Joss Whedon could manage it. Right, the Russo brothers can. absolutely can. Um, they can handle the characters, they can handle the storylines, and they can handle the Easter eggs and the fan service, and they do it all so naturally. And maybe in some way it is being in a sitcom and having a lot of characters. And I also, you know, the movie is a little long. I appreciate it for that. You know, it, it never feels boring to me. Like, I enjoy it from beginning to end. Important things, General Ross comes back. I mean, it's not important. Arguably, it's important. Yeah. Cool. Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt. The Avengers team is still broken up at the end of the movie, and they will be broken up by the start of... Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah, no, this is is the the big fissure that is... 
Yeah. Um, broken up the Avengers. Which is actually, it's a really cool way that it starts off this phase of movies because then it really takes a turn on focusing on new characters. Right. What else is really important? There's no Infinity Stones or no, anything like no, that? No, there's no, the biggest thing that comes out of this is is the splintering of the Avengers. Yeah. They're no longer together. They have co- internal conflict among one another. Um, and, and as you said, that's kind of, it, that's kind of still the state that we're in. For our main Avengers, that's, you know, where we left them. Cap. Right. Tony, even Ant-Man, you know, maybe not even consider him a main, but, you know, a lot, Hawkeye, all those guys. Mm-hmm. And then Marvel kind of turns the direction, I think, in yeah. a really smart, in a very natural way. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been two or three years since I've seen a Captain America yeah. movie. Also important in this movie is it is the, both Hulk and uh, Thor are absent doing their own things. Which we'll get to. We will get to. Um, but the, uh, so as he said, no, no Infinity War, I mean, no Infinity Stones in this movie. post credit scenes is uh, uh, Bucky, after, after oh, yeah, escaping, yeah. Uh, they, they bring him to Wakanda and he kind of goes into stasis in Wakanda until they can unbrainwash his brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely the, better than Transformers. Oh, yeah, sorry. This movie is definitely better than yeah. Transformers. I didn't want us to move on to the next one. No, though. no, yeah, it's important. Um, and then it's got a little Spider-Man bit at the end that, doesn't really amount to anything. It's him using like the little wrist. Oh yeah, yeah. you see the the Spidey signal or whatever. Yeah, it's it, it, yeah. just kind of a setup for the next Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie. So then, also in 2016, Marvel decided to reboot Iron Man. No, <laughs> sorry, I read that wrong. This is Doctor Strange. Yep. Tell us about Doctor Strange. I just watched this movie yesterday. Rewatched it. Doctor Strange is uh, t- is about world famous neurosurgeon, spinal surgeon, some sort of surgeon. Dr. Stephen Strange, who, like Tony, is rich and arrogant and selfish and very sarcastic and rocks a goatee, is in a horrible accident. Uh, as a result, he's no longer able to use his hands, which, uh, as you can imagine, for a surgeon is kind of a problem. As the greatest surgeon in the yeah. world. <laughs> but he doesn't have a procedure named after him. Mm. That's a whole bit in the movie. He then goes on a spiritual journey to Kermitage, where he learns under the Ancient One how to be the Sorcerer Supreme. He goes up against the villain Cassilius, mm-hmm. played by Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, I should say Doctor Strange, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who seeks to end time and death by releasing death onto the world. Sure. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. No, it doesn't. Um, this movie is beat for beat Iron Man 1. This movie is, it, it, this movie is frustrating to me because... Even, I, it even has a black sidekick. It does. I, when we get to the end of this, I'm just going to go ahead and, and come out like, I'm going to have to call this better than Transformers, but I don't want to <laughs> because it's so by the numbers. It is the yeah. most by the numbers movie that Marvel's made since they invented the, the movie by numbers. That's very true. This definitely feels the safest. Yes. I think. Um, that said, like there's, there's nothing wrong with this movie. No, no. Benedict Cumberbatch is a good cast. He's, mm-hmm. he's a fun Doctor Strange. Um, Rachel Chew- McAdams. Rachel it? McAdams is the night nurse that's a different night nurse from the TV universe yep. that we don't acknowledge. Chiwetel Ejiofor is uh, Baron Mordo, um, who is, as, as Christian already alluded to, the black sidekick who yep. becomes the villain. Future villain. Future yeah. villain. Um, B.D. Bit- Wong. Yep. Is playing Wong. Wong. <laughs> appropriately. Yep. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton is the ancient one, a, a uh, Irish white lady version, playing what is a traditionally in old Tibetan. Yeah, something like you know, super yeah. racist character. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch also plays Dormammu in this movie. He does. Yep. Um, and then yeah, Kaisilius is played by a very wasted Mad Nicholson. Yeah, what a waste. It, I can't decide if it's more of a waste than he is in Rogue One, but it's pretty close. I think Rogue One is a worse waste of Mads Mikkelsen. I disagree because at least he's 
okay in that. He's like, only in like seven minutes. I agree, but he's a better actor than most people in that movie. Oh, agree to disagree. Oh, it's fine. We, uh, we, <laughs> we should do a Rogue One episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I like Doctor Strange. I'm going to say it's better than Transformers, but it is. Doctor Strange is like my favorite comic book character. There, I, I His comics are very funny, and there's also kind of like dark horror to it, but I also like this concept of like a guy who's obsessive about his hands and then and then loses that. Mm-hmm. And he makes a lot of sacrifice in, in, in the comic books. There's not so much of that in the movie, but it, it really just is. The, its biggest problem is, like you said, it's... It's by the numbers. We've seen that movie before. Mm-hmm. I think Scott Derrickson was a fine choice as a director. Uh, I don't know what else he's done. He did some horror movies. What's the one where you like watch? He, I don't know, I can't remember. He he did some okay ones. Okay, it just it's just safe. Mm-hmm. That's the problem with the movie. It's that it's safe, and you have a character who literally can like bend reality and travel to different dimensions. And right, that's the one and that I, feels the safest. Yeah, I know. That said, the visuals in this movie are very cool. Yeah, they're Inception. They're, they're, they're confusing. Yeah, but they're cool. True. You see the quantum realm again for you know half a second. Yeah, that, I would say the uh, the cleverest part in this movie to me is the uh, the Dormammu confrontation. Yeah. Um, very smart because uh, we haven't talked about it but this movie introduces the time stone which is one of the i think it is the last infinity gem that we haven't seen up until this point um and the 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 confrontation is essentially he he goes he's learning magic in this so even at the end of this movie he is barely considered a beginner at magic Mm -hmm. um going up against some some big heavy and we're talking about magic the gathering right absolutely that's exactly what we're talking about there's a black lotus i don't know (laughs) magic the gathering in the end he goes up against an an all-important ancient being that's like a powering a whole dark dimension thing and there's there's no reason he should be able to you know combat this combat this guy at all and he knows that and so what he does is he he traps the both of them in a time loop and, and essentially kind of Pisses him off. It pisses him off. He's essentially trying to bore him into submission. To yep. Like, the only way I'm going to let us out of this is if you do what I tell you to do. It's pretty great. And it's really great. It's a really yeah. clever use of, of both both the uh, the Infinity Stone and, like, where the character is. Like, it's a good indication of why the character has value. So, I enjoy that part. What I don't enjoy about it and what doesn't have me super excited is I don't understand Mordo's response. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, Baron Mordo feels betrayed. And, and maybe by the Ancient One, I can understand, because right. you felt, even though that's how Caecilius felt, and he's still pissed off at Caecilius as well, it doesn't seem like a justification for him to turn evil. No, it was it was a really just abrupt switch, and it, you know, it's fine. Yeah. He's a Marvel villain. Ho- hope, uh, I would honestly be okay if that was, he wasn't the villain of Doctor Strange 2. He's so set up for it, though. Yeah, that's what well, the that's post-credit what they, scene is. That's the post-credit scene. Yeah. Uh, there's also a, a Thor Ragnarok tease. Yeah, I enjoy that part. I enjoy that part, too. It's pretty funny. But yeah, I don't, there's not a whole lot else to this movie. I mean, Tilda Swinton is fantastic. I love Tilda Swinton and everything. I, there was a lot of uproar about her playing the character. But right. I think she's so much fun in it. She is. Well, I mean, the, so, I mean, there, there's a lot of things besides, you know, one, at that time, there were a lot of comic books just putting token Asian characters that were yep. really racist, and this is probably one of them there's also the cynical uh, among us accused marvel of of wanting to appease the chinese market who would be very offended by having a uh, a tibetan character mm-hmm. uh, so that so they cast again a, a white irish lady as a, a traditionally tibetan monk and uh, but 
if you're gonna if you're gonna pick a white lady, Tilda Swinton is the one. Yeah, for sure. I really agree. I really want. Uh, have you ever seen that scene in, in Being John Malkovich where it's all the like everyone's a Malkovich? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that movie with Tilda Swinton <laughs> where she just plays all the roles, but they're like different roles. And I think she, I don't know. I, she I feel would like, do great. I that. feel like she could do it. Yeah, only she could do that. Agreed. Uh, I still love her take as Gabriel. Yeah. Yeah. No, big fan. But yeah, that, that's pretty much all. This this one is better than Transformers. I'm not happy to say that, but it is. Yeah, it is. It is a better movie than Transformers. It, it's it's not. You're gonna have a good time if you watch it. You're not gonna gain anything. It's uh no. It's, you certainly will not. It's a popcorn film. Yeah, absolutely. And What's next? Next is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two in 2017, carrying off where Guardians of the Galaxy one left off. Uh, also directed by James Gunn. You want to give us a brief synopsis if you can remember? Um. Follows our ragtag team of anti-heroes. Uh, he says with a smirk. Yeah. I got corrected last week. They're, they are all anti-heroes, <laughs> apparently. Um, the, this movie really focuses on Peter and the search for family. Hmm. Uh, the whole movie is really about family. Uh, but you're introduced to Peter's father, who is played by Kurt Russell. It's the character of Ego, the living planet. I, I don't really know much more in the way of synopsis than that, because it's really focused on that story. They visit Ego. You're introduced to Mantis. Uh, this is, it continues the theme from Civil War of splitting the team up, mm-hmm. whereas by Civil War is kind of by choice. This is not. Um, Rocket, Yondu, and Groot go on their own kind of little adventure. And again, it really focuses on family. So Yondu as kind of a father figure, Peter as the son, Rocket is just an outsider, doesn't feel like he belongs. Right. Uh, Nebula and Gamora as sisters. I really like this movie. It was my favorite comic book movie of last year. It does a lot of things really, really well, I think. And uh, it's got a really good heart. Yeah, no, I mean, it's good. No, it is good. As as I've established in the past, James Gunn's humor doesn't click for me quite mm-hmm. as much as it clicks for other people. That said, I still enjoy this movie. The uh, the the scene with the Ravagers, where Groot's like retrieving things, yeah, trying to bring funny. Yondu's fin, is really good. Yeah, I don't love Kurt Russell. He's but, not great in it, but he's fine. But they introduce Mantis, who who I like, and and her and uh, Drax's relationship is pretty good. Yeah, the. Uh, once again, to me, Drax is still the standout of the movie. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, it, it, this must be like a thing, right? It's like cicadas kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like once every 12 years, we get a guy who, a wrestling star who tries to make it in the movies and is actually a good actor. Uh, I mean, I would I would say John Cena is on the verge of that. Oh, that's fair. John Cena is pretty close. He, when he's in movies, he's hilarious. He's a good comedy actor. He is a good comedy actor. Uh, but Dave Bautista just he he nails this role. And and you know, I talk crap about Deadpool being all penis jokes. Like Drax's penis jokes in these movies make me laugh. Like right. they're funny to me. Um, the whole bit of like uh, he, uh, my father used to tell us of when he made love to my mother every Christmas uh-huh. uh, or every winter solstice. Like that, it's funny. I thought Karen Gillan was better as Nebula in this movie too. Yeah, I, I didn't super think she was all that great in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. As a big Doctor Who fan, Amy Pond is my least favorite companion. I don't think Karen Gillan's a great actress, but I think she's getting better. Uh, she was fine in Volume Two. She was fine in Jumanji. She was maybe. fine in Jumanji. I liked her in Jumanji. Yeah, maybe she'll be even better in Infinity Maybe. War. Man, this is completely off topic, but speaking of actors getting better, there's a movie with with a young Chris Evans long before he was Human Torch, long before he was Captain America. Uh, what was the movie called? It's got Anton Yelchin in it. It's got... Uh, he must have been really young. Oh yeah, he was really young. Um, it, it's something, it's the wild something, but it's essentially about like a poor family being mm-hmm. inducted into like a, a ruthless high society, uh, social club mm-hmm. kind of thing. 
and Chris Evans is so bad. He is <laughs> such a bad actor in that. It's painful to watch him every time he's on screen. When did he get better? Not another teen movie? Was that right? right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but he has. Like, his yeah. calf is so good. Like, it's so subtle yeah, and nuanced. Yeah. And it's like, well, you, I, I guess you don't just have it. You, yeah. You, you, uh, it's a craft. It's a craft that you develop, and I appreciate that. So good on you, Karen Gillian. I hope, uh, I hope you continue trending yeah. upward. Yeah. But yeah, there's uh, the, the other things that they cover in this movie that you know introduce uh, Steven Stallone, Sylvester Stallone, Steven. Yeah, Stallone. you're hard about these names. Today. I'm turning into Ian. I yeah. need him to be here. Sylvester Stallone um, as one of the original Ravagers, mm-hmm. and you also introduce the the people of the Sovereign, which are creepy gold people who think they're better than you. Yeah, it's just uh, set up for volume three. Led, led by Elizabeth Debicki. Yep, Aisha. Who, who is, what? That's her name, right? Aisha. Oh, is it? Yep. The, the, the the sovereign yep. leader. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's there uh, is there is there much that carries over from this movie? Not really. This is a very isolated story. It is. Uh, I think it takes place only a few months after their first one. Obviously, Groot's still kind of a baby right. in it. But it there's not a lot there's not even really a lot from the first movie that carries over mm-hmm. this one and i don't think there will be a lot that carries from this one to the next one i do love that it includes the song brandy because that twice song makes no sense to me but i love it it, it well, i mean it works in the context of this it, movie it does this movie is a justification for the song. It kind Brandy. of is. It's, yeah. it's like, it's a, uh, what's the, what do you call it? Retconning. Yep. <laughs> Brandy. The song. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's about it. There, there are a bunch of posts. This, this is the one that starts poking fun at the concept of the post credit scene. Oh, is the post credit scene The Watcher? Is that one of them? It's got, or is that in the movie? I think that's in the movie. It's in the movie and it's a post credit scene. Okay. Well, we definitely should talk about that. That's okay. Right. Yeah. So there are six post credit scenes. There aren't that many that are important. The only one that's, well, the, Really important ones. They introduce Adam Warlock as a potential future threat. Yep. They, we see his cocoon, and we know it's called Adam. That's right. They introduce though. They, they we we also didn't acknowledge the the controversy that recently came out about Groot. A lot of people, including oh, yeah. including myself, I did too. At the end of Guardians one, that you know Groot like sacrifices himself for the for the team, but then he shows up as like a little sprout, and so you're like, oh, he's just like regrowing. Turns out, no, Groot is dead. <laughs> Long live Groot. This is a brand new Groot that's supposed to be a son. Yep. Um, and so the the uh, at the at even the cast didn't. Yeah. They, they don't all know that. And so during this movie, he's a baby. But at the end, during the post credit scene, a little time has passed, and you see like teenage Groot, which is the age he'll be in this movie, right? Infinity War. And then yeah, the, what were you going to say about the Watchers? So this movie does a really kind of fun retcon if you will uh explaining how stanley can show up in all of these cameos and that it's it really is the same person every time and that the watchers send him to these places so that he can kind of spy on these events i thought it was a really kind of cool fun yeah. nod and, and a, a cool way to tie it all together even more so when you don't know how many more of those we're gonna get that's super fair um i don't the, the what are the other ones the, the there's the arrow one, the arrow where, one um, and then there's the ravager one yeah the original ravagers which um, is the original guardians lineup right that's right that's yeah. what i mean yeah yeah is that it that might be it i don't know yeah i didn't count but yeah that's a, that's about it for this it's movie weird cameos because sylvester sloan michelle yao mm-hmm. yeah, uh miley cyrus Miley Cyrus? Yeah, she's the android. She's the voice of the android. Hmm. The guy who played Lex Luthor in Smallville. I think Vin Rames is in it, isn't he? Vin Rames is in one. So yeah, a lot of weird things that I kind of hope they don't ever come back to. Just 
Yeah. Let, let that one be. go. That's fine. We don't need further explanation of that stuff. But after this one, this the, 2017 was a big year for Marvel. They had three movies. Uh, the second one is the best Spider-Man movie ever made, Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming. You should say this one because you love this movie. Oh, God. I have to remember what happens in this movie. So this movie follows a teenage, a high school age. Yeah, sophomore, I believe. Peter Parker as he tries to uh, navigate high school life and being a friendly neighborhood spider-man emphasis on the neighborhood he uh starts to encounter a a threat that seems to be beyond his level skill set in uh in what we find out is the vulture who's creating uh new technologically advanced weapons from the scrap of all the the avengers battles and then eventually it culminates in in a big battle with the vulture while he's trying to steal or heist uh, uh, one of Tony Stark's planes full of loot. Um, <laughs> I like that. Thank you. Uh, it's like he's playing a video game. It, I mean, it kind of is. Yeah. But this movie, it it it, it nails everything about Spider Man so mm-hmm. well. It it one of the things that I really appreciated about it is that it makes him look like a competent Spider Man, like someone who would be comfortable going out and fighting bad guys and and helping grandmas and all that kind of stuff. But then he gets back into normal life and he takes the mask off and like high school is so fucking hard comparatively. Yeah. yeah. And I love that because, yeah. because that's, I mean, that, that's so much about what, it, what it's about. And then like seeing it, I identified him like, oh yeah, high school is shit. It is really hard. <laughs> and so I don't, I don't know. I mean, like the, Tom Holland is, is reprising from, uh, from Captain America Civil War mm-hmm. as, as Spider-Man. He's great. He's got a little sidekick whose name I cannot remember. Um, Needs head. Ned? 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 Might be Ned. Ned Leeds? Ned? Ned something. It's Ned. Ned something. Uh, Marissa Tomei is is Aunt May, who... Hot Aunt May. Hot Aunt May, which gets referenced a lot. Yeah. Arguably too much. Michael Keaton is... Don't know what his name's supposed to be in this movie. Adrian Toomes. It, oh, yeah, you're right. It's Adrian Toomes. A.K.A. The Vulture. A.K.A. The Vulture, who's fantastic He's in so this movie. He's so good. Up in, uh, I would say until... We get to the, yeah, some a little further one. down this list. He's the best villain. He's the they've best come. villain, yeah. mostly because again, he's right. <laughs> yeah, no, he's absolutely right. He gets screwed over by Tony Stark. He gets screwed over by Tony Stark and sees the fact that in this new world where there are, are living gods on the planet, all the all the little people are just going to get stepped on unless yep. they do something. And so he decides to uh, to build his own business. To and it's not even like he has. I mean, yes, what he's doing is wrong for sure. But he even talks about it. he's like, I'm only doing it because I have no opportunity to be able to provide for my wife right. and daughter like any other way. Mm-hmm. This is what I have to mm-hmm. do. Um, and he's he's just like so. He's the perfect balance of like maniacal. And yet normal. Yeah, believable. He's, yeah. he's normal. He's, again, he's like borderline sympathetic. That whole scene, the whole homecoming scene, starting when oh, he's like the in the kitchen oh, yeah. and he's like cooking. So that's that's the big reveal in this movie. Peter has a, a love interest in, uh, in one of the other members of his debate team. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ends up asking her and she accepts to homecoming. So he goes to, uh, to, to pick her up and... Who opens the door? But the vulture. But the fucking vulture. <laughs> and it's like, oh, damn, everything yeah. got more complicated. Yeah. The He's just, like, standing there, like, cooking food, and uh, he, he keeps, he says something about Peter having a drink, and Peter's like, I'm not 21, and he's like, right answer, kid. Like, it's just so perfect. <laughs> it is. Um, it, 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 honestly, it does kind of remind me of Michael Keaton as Batman, and that, like, his Bruce Wayne is mm-hmm. so, like, charismatic and fun, mm-hmm. and then, you know, takes a dark turn when he becomes... Batman, right? It feels very similar to that with Matt because when he's just Adrian Toomes, he's like cracking jokes and he's he's very dad. He's He's a very very lame dad, super likable. Uh huh. Um, And then it takes the turn in the car. Oh yeah. So the 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 car scene is also great because it's it's also one of the first times where the villain isn't an idiot. Yep. 
And so it, it's, uh, and it's actually, this is also the first, one of the first times Marvel has kind of gone, done away with the whole concept of a secret identity and mm-hmm. masks as a whole for their cinematic universe with an exception of Spider-Man, yep. which is used to good effect in this movie. Because obviously Peter as Spider-Man has seen tombs, mm-hmm. like, you know, what he looks like, but Tombs has only seen him as Spider-Man. So, you know, there's, there's that realization where he knows who he is, but, but Tombs doesn't know who Peter is. Yep. And so during the car ride to the homecoming, just in the course of the conversation with, with his daughter and Peter, he starts piecing it together like, wait a second, you know Spider-Man? Wait a second, you're friends with Tony Stark? Yeah, and you you just see the wheels turning up there, and then uh, it culminates in this great scene that when they get to the dance, he lets his daughter out and says, "Dad talk" or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, you know, dad talk, and he's like, "Oh, okay, dad." And then as soon as she steps out of the car, he just pulls out a gun and puts it right <laughs> over the scene, and it's oh, it's great. Yeah, it's so good. The whole movie is just a blast. The inclusion of Tony and is fine. You know, I don't think it hurts the movie. No, I don't know that it really adds to the movie. I'd agree. John Favreau being in the movie, I enjoy more than I do Robert Downey Jr. Being <laughs> He's in. so dismissive. Yeah. He's a yeah, terrible absolutely. representative. Yeah, absolutely. He would be like the worst adopted parent. Yeah. No, this movie's just great. It's way better than Transformers. Way better than Transformers. Super fun time. After you finish Captain America Civil War, go watch this movie because it's just, it's yeah. fun. It's, it's so really fun. fun. Is there an after credit scene in this movie? Uh, there is. It's the prison scene with uh, the guy from Better Call Saul who is, he's, he's really in the movie for like seconds. Barely. It's on the ferry, I believe. Uh, but he, it, it's indicated that, that he's he going to be the scorpion. He interacts with Tombs in prison. He tries to find the name of... Right, he's trying to get him to, to squeal on Spider-Man, and but he's it, a stand-up guy. It goes to what you're talking about, that Tombs is somewhat a righteous villain. Right. Um, they, you know, he understands that Peter Parker's a kid, and he's not going to give him up to mm-hmm. this criminal. Um, Donald Glover. Oh yeah, Don- in this movie. Donald Glover is, is there to seed the, the potential for a Miles Morales. Yep, he plays Miles' uncle, mm-hmm. and he has the one offline. My nephew lives in this neighborhood, right. so you know Miles Morales exists out there somewhere. In case Tom Holland, I don't know, dies or is tired of making money. That scene, that scene is so charming. Yeah, where he confronts him with the car and the ice cream, and yeah. I love that. It's great. Man, I got ice cream in here. <laughs> you're a villain. You're a bad guy. <laughs> and then the other one is it's got a. Uh, 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 Captain America PSA at the end of it about patience and whether waiting oh, is worth yeah. it. Well, you, I just thought of something else. The Captain America bits throughout the movie are hilarious. Yeah. Especially when it's Hannibal Burris as the gym coach and he's like, oh, he's a criminal. He now. might be a war criminal, <laughs> but no, whatever. I'm still supposed to show it. Yeah. Um, but you talk about mask not mattering in this movie. The end of this movie is Aunt May learning that yes. Peter Parker is Spider Man. Yes. Which will be an interesting dynamic going forward and not one we've had on screen at all. True. Um, the movie, I think, also does a good job of referencing Uncle Ben, but not explaining it in that we've seen it twice already. I, I almost wanted it because I was curious who Marvel would cast as mm-hmm. Uncle Ben, um, but you, we don't need it. We know it's like Batman. You don't need to see Mom, Pa, Kent. Not, I mean, I can't. Wayne get killed again. I, I was going to say Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Just, yeah. just have him get killed in both. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> I'm actually okay with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's long enough on Spider-Man. It's great. It's better than Transformers. Go watch it. Uh, so the other, tw- they, they really, they nailed it in 2017. They, they really a nailed year. it in a lot of these, but... Uh, yeah, Phase 3 is the best. It is the best. They really they really hit their rhythm. Thor Ragnarok, 2017, on the heels of, of Thor 2, is the third entry. Do you want to give us a synopsis if you can remember? Yeah, I would say Thor Ragnarok, the most 
drastically different. It's the one that they just took, uh, uh, I would say, a very heavy inspiration from Guardians of the Galaxy. But one, they decided it's going to be all cosmic. The movie opens with Thor confronting Surtur about the concept of Ragnarok. He keeps having these visions. Also, for some reason, we've had Thor now in five movies, and this is the first time we get the Immigrant Song, which really feels like a waste. Doesn't it? Yeah. But upon returning to Asgard, Thor realizes that Loki's been in charge this whole time and that Odin is missing. So they go and find Odin and right before his death, he announces that they have a secret sister. And as soon as she dies, his power containing her is going to. As soon as he dies. Yeah. yeah, As soon as he dies, the power containing her is going to wane away. And so that introduces the Hela who is, I, I guess you could say the actual heir to the throne of Asgard. Besides being a crazy person. I don't know how their gender dynamics work. Yeah. <laughs> well, they chase her back to Asgard. They get kicked off on this planet called Sakaar, where there is a tournament of champions going on, gladiator style, where come to find out the Hulk has been just murdering people. You know, that's not explicitly said, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the Hulk has probably murdered a lot of people since, lot of since Captain years, America Civil War. He's been I mean, not Avengers 2. Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. Also, there is a drunk Asgardian in Valkyrie, played by Tessa Thompson there. Um, And Thor kind of puts a ragtag team together, and they go back and fight for Asgard. This movie's very funny. It's very funny. So it's it's directed by Taika Waititi. Yep. He's been involved in a lot of stuff. He he really got noted for... Green Lantern. Is he? Oh, he's the friend in Green Lantern, isn't he? Yeah. God, that's, that doesn't matter. Um, he directed and starred in uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Which, which, if you haven't watched, you definitely stop should. Stop this podcast right now and go watch that movie. Uh, he also did Hunt for the Wilder People, which I haven't seen yet. Didn't see that either. Apparently, the first short he ever directed when he was a lot younger was nominated for an Academy Award, which is a really like, a high bar to set for yourself yeah, for when, sure. when you first start out. But uh, so kind of, this is similar, I feel like, to uh, What We Do in the Shadows. It's a lot of. It's kind of office-style humor. Yep. It's, it's very improvisational, situational comedy. And it completely changes the personality of Thor. In a, the best way possible. In the best way possible. Chris Hemsworth is a great comedic actor. It entirely undoes like anything they set up in the last Thor. They mm-hmm. just like throw it away in the first 10 minutes. And I, it's, I don't think it's better for it. It's, it's a Absolutely. really entertaining film. You get to spend some time with the Hulk, who's been the Hulk for... What is it, two, three years? Yeah, it's the first time we have speaking Hulk, really, mm-hmm. besides puny God. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they they do a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was something that I've always wanted to see, but also kind of accepted that I didn't think it would ever actually work. But it does. The And it may be the style of humor or whatever that really plays into it that helps. But um, I think all... While this movie isn't serious and probably doesn't have the emotional weight that some hope it does, like for example with Hella, mm-hmm. I still really enjoy like Kate Blanchett's performance. She, I, I agree. I just I don't think you needed to get Kate Blanchett for it. That's probably true. I mean, you, it, it may be a waste of if Kate Blanchett's willing to do a Marvel movie. Maybe we wasted her on that, but she's still she's so much fun. Um, the true, I mean, she seems to be having a good time. The true waste in this movie is the Warriors Three. Who, who get wasted yeah. immediately. I don't know. If, I'm sure Zachary Levi wasn't Shazam at that point. Uh-huh. But I'm sure that was a motivation in jumping over to the DC universe. Who else? Scourge is Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. Also kind of a waste, in my opinion. Like, I, You know, he's pretty funny in this. I, he's I, funny. I just... I, I just you, like, I'm sure you could have used him for something else. Yeah. 
Put him in the DC universe. Um, Jeff Goldblum Jeff as the Goldblum. Grandmaster. God, yeah, I forgot. That's a kind of an important one. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum's hilarious. And movie. then, uh, I mean, he's just he's Jeff Goldblum yeah, into, that's all to is. a high level, and yeah. it's, it's very entertaining. And then uh, uh, Taika Waititi is playing the CGI character Korg. Korg. Yeah. Who's also very funny. Um, See you later, new Doug. <laughs> Piss off, ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Great. It's really, yeah, that's the thing. Like, the, 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 we could talk about the plot. The plot doesn't really matter. The, nope. the, the only thing that comes out of this that matters is one Thor loses an eye. Actually, there are several things that matter, but Mjolnir's gone. Oh man, there actually are a lot of things that matter yeah, in this. Mjolnir's gone. They, they're just pl- there's so much like fun stuff in it that you forget that like impactful things. So Mjolnir's gone. Thor loses an eye. Asgard's destroyed. Asgard is destroyed. And at the very end of the the uh, movie, the remaining surviving Asgardians are all together in one ship, and that ship is beset upon by Thanos's ship. Yep, and that's where they're the movie on their cuts. way to Earth as yeah. well. They're on their way to Earth. Idris Elba, I think, is given a little bit more to do in this movie than he normally is. A little bit. I mean, he's he's got that uh, that ragged, handsome thing going on. Yeah, I'm trying to think of it. And Doctor Strange pops up for two minutes. Yeah, he's got a pretty funny. It, I didn't think it was funny the first time I watched it, but I went back and rewatched. Oh, it. it's very funny. Uh, Saturday night. It's it's just it's Thor's reaction to everything that's going on is what makes it funny. Well, that's the thing. It's a it's a good use of like movie tricks, you know, to to for comedy. I really enjoyed that. And and I I just don't. You kind of said it, and I don't know that can be stressed enough. Chris Hemsworth is such a good comedy actor Mm -hmm. that that whole opening bit where he's like in the chains talking to Surtur, it's just so funny. Um, and it's just him basically like monologuing, mm-hmm. just ripping off bits and it's, he kills it. There is some really good action. I surprisingly, I think from Taka Waititi, like again, the opening where he's just like mono with a mono against a thousand like demon things. I mean, the, 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 the big one is the fight the, with him in hell. The, no, oh, the oh, Thor Hulk. Hulk fight. Yeah. Well, we've waited since Avengers one to see that round two. Yeah. Um, also Thor can now control lightning without Mjolnir. Right. Um, also not having a hammer is not going to last long. He's going to have something. Yes. One, because we know that's going to happen in Infinity War, but there's no way they're not going to give him something. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's better than Transformers. It's better than Transformers. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a, it's a fun movie. Again, with all the things, it's a fun movie. Go watch it if the, you haven't seen it. The important, one important thing is that not only are those characters headed towards Earth and we see Thanos show up, but there's a lot of important characters that are there together. Loki... Mm-hmm. Thor, the Hulk. We also know Loki took the Tesseract from Asgard before it was destroyed. Do uh, they show that in the movie? Yep. I don't remember that. Uh, he's walking to the throne room to put the helmet on That's the eternal right. flame. And That's he right. takes it. You also retcon the Infinity Gauntlet yep. we find in, in Thor 1 is fake. <laughs> According to Hela. And of course we know, because we know Thanos has it by this point. But yeah, no, really great movie. Yeah. And then the last one, which I don't feel like we have to go too deep in on because we went deep in it already earlier in February, uh, 2018's Black Panther. And you've already seen this movie because everyone's seen this movie. It's freaking awesome. Because it's really good. Yeah. Uh, Do we need to, can we just say go back to episode one? Well, we'll we'll, we'll just basic premise. It's about this guy named T'Challa, who's the Black Panther and King of Wakanda. And he has to fight his kingdom against his cousin eric killmonger that's my that's my that's uh, pretty good that's my pitch it, it introduces uh a lot of new characters i mean we one, ton. we get one we we get a lot more t'challa than we did in civil, in civil war. war martin freeman from civil war also comes back he does um but you get uh shuri who's played by Letitia wright yep okoye okoye 
Played by Michonne. I don't know her. Really. Yeah, uh, Deny Gurira, something like that. Oh yeah, you're right. You get Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan. Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan. Mm-hmm. You briefly have Zuri, who's played by Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Oh, by the way, I rewatched it, and we all were like, "Oh, we didn't pick it up, but we should have," because the eye. He says his name is Zuri. Oh no, he does. I know. One hundred percent. But like totally when, when you it. when you're at the beginning of a movie, you don't like pick up the names. Yeah. I had to see it a second time to get any of the names. He just I felt like an idiot because then like as soon as the trial by combat yeah. thing comes, he says the exact same I am line. Zuri, son, son of, of Mbo or whatever. Badu. Badu, that's right. Let's see, you also Mbaku. have Yeah, Mbaku played by Winston Duke, who's fantastic. Oh, he's so great. Um and Lupita Nyongo, I can't remember her character's name. The the sad thing for Chadwick Boseman is not that in any way is he bad at mm-hmm. Black Panther. He's great as T'Challa. But the supporting cast is so freaking so good. good that he's like the fourth or fifth best actor in that That's movie. probably true. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger is like number one. Um, Letitia Wright, mm-hmm. uh, Okoye, Mbaka, like all, yeah. all of their moments on screen, I love so and, much. And from the looks of, of the Infinity War trailers, we're going to be getting all of them. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, not Killmonger. Well, but, oh, yeah, he's yeah, dead. Yeah. Definitely the other three, Okoye, Shuri, and Mbaku are all seen in the trailers. Um, I, I saw this thing with Kevin Feige, and they asked him what would they have done if the movie like had failed. Mm-hmm. He was like, I mean, at that point, we were already setting our plan. Like, yeah, We were playing into Black Panther. That's going to play a huge part in, in Infinity War. He's like, of course, had it failed, we would have had to figure something out yeah but thank god it didn't nope <laughs> so yeah if you want more details on this movie please go back to us our very first episode uh where the audio quality is probably worse yep let's hope we haven't heard this one yet that's probably true but the uh the, there are no infinity stones in this we're introduced to wakanda for the first time which is going to play a big part in infinity war uh the post credit scenes for this movie are uh, it, it's it's the UN scene. Yeah, T'Challa announced to the UN that they're like sharing their technologies with the world and the white wolf. It's kind of just a reminder that Bucky is still in Wakanda. Yeah. Well, well, we know he's he's healed. He's healed, yeah. But he doesn't have an arm yet. He's definitely going to get a vibranium arm. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be super sweet. I had the sen- I had the sense in watching that 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 is taking place during Infinity War. Really? Because Shuri says to him, there's a lot to catch you up on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just felt like, I don't know. She, I guess she's kind of in a good mood for it to be an alien invasion impending. But mm-hmm. it felt like to me that that was taking place. That's possible. Which it references kind of back to what they did in Ragnarok as well with that scene with Doctor Strange and Thor taking place during Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's Marvel's new paradigm yeah. for after credit scenes. But the UN one, I think is fine. I heard it was supposed to be the original end of the movie. Yeah, well, the, 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 the two, that, that and the actual ending are pretty much the same. Yes. Um, so I, I think that they really didn't need to have that one in there, yeah. but it's fine. It doesn't, it doesn't take away from anything. Um, but yeah, that's, that's actually all, all 18 of the Marvel movies up till now. Woo, we did it. We did it. We got through. So let's see, let's, let's get a basic status of where we're at. Cap and, and his supporters are kind of in the wind. On the run. On, in the wind, on the run as a whole. Uh, Tony Stark is still leading the remaining Avengers. I guess so. Through the Soviet courts. Uh, Thor and Loki. all Hulk. of the And the Hulk. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. 
um, have all seemingly been captured or we uh, don't we don't actually see anything yeah. in that part. We just know that something the, we impending know, doom. We is. know they're in grave danger. Yes. The guardians are kind of not really involved still. They're still about the same place they were. Yeah, that's true. The we, only the only thing is we know Nebula that now that their focus is almost kind of turned to Thanos. Well, at least Nebula's has. We don't right. know about the rest of them. But uh, and well, I mean, we also know from the trailers that they will be the ones that that first discover Thor. Yes, this is a man. <laughs> that's a good line. Yeah. And as far as where the Infinity Gems are, the ones that Thanos is is so desperately seeking, the uh, the Mind Stone is uh, is still in Vision's head, presumptively yep. powering him. We don't know. We're yep. gonna find out what happens because it's probably gonna get yanked out. <laughs> uh, the the Time Stone, also known as the Eye of Agamotto, hanging is, around Doctor Strange's is, neck, is still hanging around Doctor Strange's neck. The Power Stone has been left with the Nova Corps. And I'm so dead. Oh, yeah. No, the Nova Corps is getting fucked. The Space Stone was on Asgard before it got mm-hmm. destroyed, uh, was was collected by Loki, and yep. then is seemingly presented to someone in, in, the in the trailer for this movie. That said, he's a trickster god, so who knows? Yeah, well, you see you see the stone in the glove, so I'm saying it's Oh, yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't get there. I'm just saying I don't know if that's the moment it gets there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I also think that's actually Loki. That's probably a Loki vision. Hologram Loki or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the Reality Stone, which is, as far as we know, still with, with the, the Collector. collector. Yeah. Which uh, we we kind of it's not explicitly established. We assume he's a flunky for Thanos. It's never said, but it wouldn't be surprising. I can't imagine him putting up a fight if Thanos knocked Correct. out his door. Yeah. So the only remaining stone that is that we still don't know where it is or what it is is the Soul Stone. Uh, though we've we've posited several conjectures on this podcast, um, but I'm I'm positive that we will find out in uh, in a couple days. It wouldn't honestly surprise me if we found out the location, but he doesn't have it. That that the Soul Stone may be the driving force of Avengers the Four. MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. Would you call it that? Uh, words that come up on this podcast a lot: well, antihero, should, MacGuffin, and retcon. Yeah, we should probably establish. If you don't know, a MacGuffin is an item. That it's supposed to be an item that the the audience does not necessarily yep. care about, but both the heroes and often the heroes and the villains care very much about, and it's it's kind of a driving force for the plot. So if you want to, the briefcase in Pulp Fiction, the briefcase is the perfect example because yep. it's it's both a MacGuffin and kind of a play on the MacGuffin. Yep. So yeah, if 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 you didn't know what that was and you listened to any of our podcasts, I'm sorry that was confusing. Go back and try it again <laughs> and see if it makes it better. Um, but you're caught up. That is that is where we're yeah. at. The one thing I would add that I meant to say when we were talking about Civil War is that stupid thing Tony Stark comes up with that allows him to relive his memories. Mm-hmm. I know Ian thinks Avengers 4 is going to be a time travel movie. I think that thing is going to be the... Because we do know from set pictures of Avengers 4, they go back to the Battle of New York. Yeah. And I think it's going to be Tony kind of like reliving those memories to try to find an answer or, or, mm-hmm. or something. But I, I, I think it's kind of a, like we were talking about with Ant-Man, like the quantum realm. Yeah. It's kind of like a minor thing that you really don't think will be important. But I, I just, I feel confident the Russo brothers are, what that's that, their shit they're sticking to. Wait, was, was that revealed for this movie or for the next movie? Or? For four, okay. not for Infinity War. What if they're just going back and showing where scrolls happened? Yeah, no, that totally could be as well. Where the switches happen yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I, I would. N- we talked about it a lot, and I think, I think we may have texted afterwards. If at the end of this we found out that all of this was just a ploy to get the scrolls for it to be secret invasion, mm-hmm. I'm on board. Absolutely, Avenger, Avengers secret invasion. I'm there. Big fan. It makes even more sense when that's 
what Captain Marvel is going to be about. Like, right. Why would you introduce those characters? That's a hundred. No, it's definitely leading into, Hey, a lot of the people you thought were Avengers were scrolls. God, I can't wait for Thursday. I know. So, uh, that, that's actually a good point. We're going to be trying to release a, a special episode for you. We're all going to go see it on Thursday night and we're going to try and get something out to you on Friday before you get off work. I can't promise it'll be in the morning, but we'll get you something so you can know for certain whether or not, <laughs> Avengers Infinity War is better or worse than Transformers. Oh, man. But It'll be I, fun. It will be fun. What did you watch? Uh, I am caught up on Atlanta. Did I watch anything else? I've been watching Parks and Rec. Yeah, you've been watching it with your wife? I have. Yeah. My who? My what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it weird to hear it out loud? I mean, no, it's fine. I think that's it. Shit. I haven't watched much this dude, week. I didn't. I watched a lot of movies. I watched It again mm-hmm. um and the first time i watched it i really kind of focused on like this reboot you know the, have, having the story from the kids perspective and this new version of pennywise and bill skarsgård but this time and you had said this that you know the parents are so awful this time i kind of watched it through solely that yeah. lens and like they really are horrible they're terrible beings. Because it's not like they just accepted their reality where they live in this town where everybody dies. Yeah. They are willfully ignorant. Yep. To the point where I'm not entirely convinced the dad couldn't see all the blood in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> um, the I almost felt like it was almost a driving force. Like, obviously, he's a pedophile and he's disgusting. Mm-hmm. But also, I was like, this dude like has this attachment for his daughter. And I think he thinks she's going to die. So he's like, I'm going to... I don't even know. Like he, he, I don't know if it was like some extreme expression or mm-hmm. what it's supposed to be, but like the woman who just like goes back inside and all the blood's in the street from when Georgie died. Mm-hmm. Like the dad just being like, don't try to solve this problem, son. Mm-hmm. It's awful. The adults are really bad. They're horrible. And I didn't, some of those shots in that movie, the first thing, and the first time I watched it, I was more impressed that it worked as well as it did. But this time I was like, this kind of feels like a 90s movie. Like, it has some very 90s moments, just the way the movie looks, especially when they're outside the old house. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 got, it's got a very digital, uh, not photography, a digital cinema look to it. Maybe. It just felt kind of like John Woo-ish in some moments. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's fun. It's good times. It is fun. The one thing about that movie that I really enjoy that I think some people don't like is that when the kids realize that they shouldn't be afraid of Pennywise, that, mm-hmm. that you know, basically his power starts weakening when you're not afraid of him. Yeah. The movie stops being scary. So when they're not afraid, you're not afraid. Right. So I think people are like, oh, they want to see more scares, but mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't make sense for what those characters are going through at mm-hmm. that moment. So I enjoy that that part. Uh, and then I rewatched a bunch of Marvel movies. Uh, I felt like I was super unprepared for the last two weeks. So this week, I watched them all but Spider-Man Homecoming. Impressive. Yep. I was I was alone a lot. <laughs> do, you, do you need help? Is this, a, is this a cry for help? No, I'm all right. No, you're okay? Yeah. No, good. But I don't, I don't think I watched any TV. Catch up on Atlanta. It's good. I need to. I need to do it. I'll devote some time this week. Normally, I would watch it at work, but we have, like, inspectors right now, so oh. they don't want us doing anything. Having fun. to do work at work, it's I the know, worst. It sucks. What's the worst part of working for the government is they actually make me do shit. Yeah. What a, <laughs> that's not what you signed up for. <laughs> but cool. I think that's yep. it. If you're listening to this, look out for an episode early Friday about Avengers Infinity War. We will break it down for you straight off the bat with the hottest takes you can possibly imagine. Scalding hot. But in the meantime, thank you guys for listening. If you like this, please subscribe. 
please rate. Please tell a friend. Um, if you want to reach us, if you have any things that we skipped over in our recap or things you'd like us to talk about more, you can reach us at betterthantransformers at gmail.com. You can also reach us at BT Transformers on Twitter and at BT Transformers on Facebook. Uh, thank you to Zach Evans for our art, and thank you to Brian Velasquez for our theme. And uh, I believe that's it. So yep. thanks a lot, everybody. Yep, see you later.